Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay my respects to the elders both past and present. Hi everyone, I'm Tiny Cook and welcome to my podcast, Chuffed. Some of you may know me as the girl who got married to a stranger on TV, which thankfully worked out, and now I'm here chatting with you all on my podcast. And you're probably wondering what this podcast is about. Chuffed is your unfiltered safe space for all things love, career and life. Join me each week as we unpack relationships and dating, a dash of pop culture and have fun conversations with cool people. In this episode, I chat with Alyssa from my season of Married at First Sight. Alyssa has probably been one of my most requested MAPS cast members to have on the show and I was so excited to sit down and chat with her. So Alyssa has been fairly quiet these past few months after MAPS has finished airing and I really wanted to give her a safe space and opportunity to share her experience on the show and shed light on her truth. We had such a long chat so this will have to be a few parts but in this part we start from the wedding, chat about the retreat, a deep dive into where things went south for the relationship and just some general behind the scenes of maths. I hope you enjoyed this episode and wanted to ask if you could please keep an open mind while hearing Alyssa's side of events. She's taken her time with speaking up so I hope you can show her some support. Let's get started. I feel like I wasn't emotionally or mentally ready to even talk about the experience straight after. Totally. And then once it started airing, I was like, okay, now I'm really mentally unwell. And if I had spoken about it when I was in that headspace, I wouldn't have been able to articulate myself and to take the emotions out of it and just kind of speak from my soul rather than from Mm -hmm. the high emotion that I was getting. Um, But now I'm ready. Yeah. I am ready to speak my truth. And I don't want people to think um, that I'm like a victim complex because I got Mm. that a lot when I was being trolled. Mm -hmm. Like you're just playing the victim. And I'm like, it's my truth. Yeah. Like I'm allowed to have a voice and to speak up about what's been done and what I went through and how I was feeling. Put context to the reactions the overreactions. Because there's always context, guys. There's always context. There's always context. And all of it was left out so filling in the pieces um filling in the gaps and finally speaking my truth and I feel very comfortable with you um I have (laughs) not done basically any media there's been a lot of people that are like come on the podcast and I'm just like I'm not I'm not ready and so now when you know I was chatting with you I was like nah now's now's the perfect time and I'm ready to speak my truth I saw a few questions being like why is she speaking up now why is she saying anything now and I think uh, every time I would see Alyssa say anything it would just like cop a lot of backlash in in the media in comment section people just always were dismissive of your feelings and your truth Mm. and I feel like that was probably one of the reasons why you haven't said anything because I feel now like people are starting to be like oh Alyssa's actually like pretty cool she's a bit of a she's you know not what I thought she was on tv and they're kind of like oh okay maybe she isn't crazy yeah I mean look I'm a little (laughs) bit crazy let's get that straight but no that's true I think that's spot on I feel like afterwards no matter what I said Mm. or what I did Mm -hmm. it would turn into something negative I would go out and have and get a coffee and immediately a photo of me would be put on the internet and be like where's her child so it's like I'm damned if I do I'm damned if I don't And so now when people, finally, when we got our socials back and I kind of just went back into everyday life and they're like, oh, wait, she's completely different Mm -hmm. to the person that I thought she was on mass. On the daily, on the daily, I get so many messages of people apologizing saying, I am so sorry that, you know, I had this horrible opinion of you. And I say to them, please never apologize because that is exactly how production wanted you to feel. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like thank you for taking the time and the energy of yourself 
to realize my true self yeah and for me to kind of yeah just show you the the person I am I will put my hand up and say did I do things and say things I'm not proud of on maths hundred billion percent it was such an emotional time and there was so it's so amplified that you snap so quickly Mm -hmm. and I'll be like watching it back which I haven't watched all of it I'm like, oh my God, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Or, oh man, I shouldn't have treated that person that way. So did I do and say things I am not proud of? 100%. And yeah. I will hold myself accountable to that to this day. And I don't want to say but, I want to say and. And I will also say my truth because there's so much context that is left out as to why I was reacting that way. Totally. And I think people forget like the circumstances around situations. Like you guys are seeing such a small portion of conversations. And I think it's not necessarily like the edit in a sense of what is said, but it's how it's put together and the context that's missing. I always find that's the key thing that people are like, okay, you said those words, fine, but you didn't see what that person said to get to that point. You didn't see the conversation leading up to that. You didn't see this, this, this. So it's really hard to cop that kind of sentiment because it's like, well, no, you guys didn't see all of these events that then trickled you to react in a certain way. Mm. Because I definitely had my times of like reacting in ways that I didn't like or I said some really shitty stuff and I'm I'm thankful none of it was used. Like honestly, like I could have looked a certain way too, but – you just can't explain what it's like being in the, that being in that environment and being pushed. You know, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're hungry, you're all of these things. You're going to act up in a certain yeah, way. Like you, I'm not trying to justify it, but I'm but just trying to give context of. It's much easier to snap when you're yeah. in that emotional state. And I get those questions a lot, mm. right? I get those questions a lot, those statements rather um, of people saying, you can't blame it on the edit when you said those words. Mm. And I'm like, I get it. I promise you, I get it, I hear you, I see you. But why do you think I'm acting that way? Why do you think I have such a huge reaction? You're not seeing anything. And also, I talk a lot, clearly. (laughs) So I give them a lot of content to cut and chop and change. And, you know, I'm very emotive and I'm very, um, you know, just kind of say what's on my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just very unapologetically, that is me. And, you know, other people that are in reality TV, sometimes they might not have as much content or have as much peace in the play. Totally. Because they don't say a lot. And also not forgetting that, uh, because we've spoke about this, but the laws in Australia is quite different with what can be chopped and changed for reality TV. So like sometimes conversations, which is it Frankenbiting? Is that what it's called? Yes, yes. Conversations that aren't in that conversation are mashed together. And it happened to me a lot of times, like not anything that was like super – detrimental to my edit but it was like oh I didn't say that in that like in that conversation or that's not what that was that's not what that was so it was very hard to see certain things that was like that is not the conversation that I recall and I was Mm. there in real life and Mm. I, I I experienced that and then seeing how it was pieced together it's so different. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm pretty vocal about that. I have been uh, working with Nick Thompson in the mm-hmm. UK foundation. He was on love is blind in, in the U S and now he's being a big advocate for reality TV stars. Yeah, I think it's both, great what they're doing. Yes. Both post and um, during uh, stars that are in reality TV, because we do not have the same rights as normal actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. We don't have mental health support which we can speak on that, about the mental health support on on MAFs. And 
they can literally do whatever they want. I know a lot of the laws in the UK have changed because totally, yeah. trigger warning. Unfortunately, um, a lot of lives have been lost yes. due to editing and due to bullying. And so UK were like, okay, let's change that. And mm-hmm. that is why maths UK is not as popular as maths Australia because it's quote unquote boring Yeah, because they can't edit whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, if they would set up cameras like Big Brother, I think oh, you and Mel said this, 100%. and just had like 24 rolling footage, it would be such a different story. Totally. And I'm telling you, it would be just as entertaining. They can make ethical and entertaining mm-hmm. content and reality TV shows that protects the reality stars that is still just as entertaining for viewers, but ethically done. Yeah, I agree. Totally. It's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize like when I was watching Nick's um, content it was like think about all the reality TV shows in the world and all the reality stars that have come stars whatever you want to call it yes. I know people get triggered by I saying stars yeah. I don't like I saying don't stars either, either. contributors um, is what we were called <laughs> um, yeah like think about like all the seasons of every single show like there's so many people and you just don't realize like what it does to people's lives and how oh. it affects them and you know and people come off far worse rather than better I would say the the vast majority don't come off good yes let's be real and it's interesting because I got um I put up like a not gonna lie um like anonymous question box the other day and people are like if you had anxiety why did you go on the show and I'm like (laughs) I'm sorry just because I have a mental illness and anxiety are you saying that I'm not allowed to do anything in this world a lot of people have anxiety so it's quite that's quite a harsh thing to it say because I would say harsh. a lot of people in the world yes. are more vocal about now. Maybe it was more secretive, I guess, yeah. years ago. But it's it's a discussion people are having and what so just because we have, you know, a bit of mental health. We're not allowed uh, to go on TV. Yeah. That's that's not right. It's We should be able to go on TV, but we should also have that support. Yeah. When we're 100%. feeling unwell. All right. So I wanted to chat about first impressions. Love it. First impressions of... All the girls, I did this with Mel, yes. all the girls on the hens night, yeah. what your experience was going into the hens, starting filming, what was your kind of headspace at and what did you think meeting everyone? Where, where were oh you kind of God. at? Because I was so overwhelmed I and was I'm so keen to so get your thoughts. overwhelmed that I probably overdrank and I think that's why <laughs> they didn't you were show. not in it, dude. I don't think that's why they didn't show anything of me because I was too drunk to be on TV. Um, but I was really excited. I was poached for math, so I had a producer slide into my DMs on my baking account and they're like, hey, oh, are you single? And, yes, let's make cakes. <laughs> promo they're like oh are you, are you single are you looking for love and I'm like what the f is this shit like Scam. no <laughs> and um I was like you know what like I called my mom and I was like mom what do I do and she's like the shout universe. out to Deb we shout out love to Deb Deb, <laughs> Deb my, my angel in disguise um she's like Alyssa if the universe is opening this portal full of glitter and stars and lights like you have to at least do it and 2022 was my yes year and I was just Mm -hmm. saying yes to everything and I was like all right what's the worst that can happen (laughs) what's the worst case scenario (laughs) so I was like look I'll go through the process I was very hesitant to do it because I had boycotted maths from um the season with Bryce and Melissa Mm -hmm. because I saw how toxic that was portrayed sure and I want to put an emphasis on portrayed because I know that they have come out and been like that was not the case and so I was like nah not watching it so didn't watch Olivia's season um and then I was like okay what's the worst that can happen 
famous last words and so yeah it went in um full full speed ahead I was like I'm gonna give this my off I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it I'm gonna do it um I obviously have a young child he a is child. and I feel like people don't understand like he's a baby right like yeah, he's three he's, yeah so in order for me as a single mom it's already hard enough to like put your guilt aside to be like I'm gonna do something for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I deserve love and I deserve to find somebody that is going to love me and I have a lot of love to give and so, yeah, um, leaving him was really, really tough. I was thankful that Deb was able yeah. to come over from the U.S. to help look after him for a few months. So that was good. Which I think is beautiful for her to get to spend yeah, time with him. Like, I think that's so really, good. really nice. Yes. She could have had that as well. Because Alyssa was also, you were still going. We could So you got the weekends off. Yes. And you would go and spend time. I would. With your, I don't know, because I'm child. so used to saying child. Because <laughs> basically, Leon, we were not yes. allowed to say Leon's we name. We were not allowed to say Leon's on TV. name. I did not want to say Leon's name on yeah. TV for, for protection. Yeah. Um, and it's also why I don't show him in my socials, yeah. just because he is a tiny little totally. baby. And that's how child. Oh my became God. There was, thing. I think there was like a Reddit thread or something that was like a conspiracy theory that I didn't even have, have a, a child. child. And I was like, guys, please. <laughs> f- I can't wait to tell him when he grows up, you were so famous before. Seriously. Like, people didn't even think you were real. But um, <laughs> no, I was, I told Maths, I said, if I'm going to go on it, I want every single weekend off where I can mm-hmm. go home and, and spend yeah. time with them, with him. And um, they were, at first, they were like, which weekends? And I'm like, Every weekend, every single one. Thank you. Um, But yeah, going back to uh, the first impressions at the hens party, I remember in my car on the way there. So they don't tell you when you go into reality TV how much waiting around. Oh, don't even get me started. You have to get ready at like midday, and then we got. We got taken to a taxi to like a hotel and then we had to keep like doing laps around the yeah, hotel. Yeah, we got mic'd up at this random like yes. Meriton. Yes. And it was so weird because the thing that makes it hard is that like there's no communication. So you're like, none. is this a scam? Like yeah. what's going yeah. on? Where am I? Who are these people? <laughs> are they about to take my kidney? Am I being taken? <laughs> Literally. It's just so mysterious. Yes. And you just kind of have to just, like send it. You don't even know yeah. what's going on. And you you'll just be trust driving all of it. round and round yeah. and round, not even knowing where you were going. Like no. just trusting the process. And for me, that was the hardest because I can't let go of control. Yeah. And it was so weird to be like, I'm just chilling. I'm the I, same. What am I doing? I'm the same. I was like, <laughs> okay, I usually, I'm an executive assistant by trade. Uh, I'm still looking for a job if you want to hire me. <laughs> That's, I'm always in control of like schedules and, yes. and everything Punctual, in my whole life. Yeah. And here I was just like, okay, let's just drive around for three hours mm-hmm. and not even know where we are and then keep asking you, how are you feeling? Yeah. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling about tonight? What's the vibe? And yeah. I was like, oh God. And literally I just kept being like, I just can't wait to eat some snacks. Like, <laughs> I was so hungry. I remember being mic'd up and they had a whole bunch of snacks and I was like shoving them in my dress. I actually had a, maybe this is why they hate me because I, I stole a Fredo frog that <laughs> I literally tucked into my Spanx no. of my dress because I knew that like, oh, is there going to be food there? Like, all I think about is like, when's the next time I'm going to have a snack? So I tucked it into my Spanx. It started melting. And so one of the the producers was like, do you want me to hang on to that for you? And then I can give it to you like when you're able to eat it. And I was like, please give me my Freddo frog. Like, I really, (laughs) I'm going to need that. So yes, I'm I'm trusting you with my Freddo. And then I'm like 19 wines deep. But coming in, I think I was like maybe in the middle. And it was the same thing. Like you had to like, get out of the car oh can you do that again mm. okay get out. oh can we you just get, do that again get the now <laughs> yeah it was the amount of times that you had to redo and then you would wait and then the, you would walk up the steps and then you would yeah. wait at the steps 
And then like I could kind of see in and I was like, oh my God, this is such like he was just people, women speaking. Twilight zone. Yeah. Twilight zone. And so walking in and I think Melinda said the same thing. Like, are we on Love Island? Like, why is everybody so attractive and like boss bitch energy? Mm -hmm. Like everyone was just so like glowing and friendly and I didn't get any catty vibes. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, wow, we are all like in this and this is so surreal. We're in like this mansion. Yeah. I don't even know where we were because we drove around the city. We could have been in freaking Queensland for all I know. But it was um, it was wild. I spent a lot of time with Sandy and I spent a lot of time with Melissa because I think we had uh, right off the bat realized that we were like the older mm-hmm, women in the group. Mm-hmm. And Melissa also had a child. And so, <laughs> we could do a drinking game. How many times yeah. I say child? You'd be wasted by the end of this. Um, and so, yeah, I, I spoke to Melinda a lot. I don't think you and I spoke too no, much. No, we didn't speak at all. But it was just, I remember when um, Expert Mel and Alessandra came in and they had to do it like three times. Oh, and I was like, yeah. this is so, so weird. weird. And you could see that they had like an earpiece mm-hmm. and they were like, <laughs> like they just kind of like smile. The and, like, awkward silences that they'd stand there and be like and waiting I'm, like, for that reaction. And I'm like, what am I, like, what are we trying? Are we just like gonna laugh and like shake our head? Um, but no, it was it was a surreal experience. First impressions, I couldn't remember anyone's name. I remember oh. Lindell knew every single person's name, I and had I was to like, write literally notes in my phone, this. and I was like. Alyssa Baker, like yeah. Mel, I think I wrote like eyebrows or something like, oh, yeah. I was literally like, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I, I, cause you couldn't have your phone, right? No. So I had to remember like in my head who was who. Yeah. And then like, as soon as I got my phone back, I like wrote it down. Yeah, I was like trying smart. to stalk everyone, but yeah. you just couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't do find. it. But actually you and me were like the first two people that were leaked. Yeah, you you're remember? right. Yeah. yeah. And cause you had obviously the baking account, people found yes. you, yes. but it was you and me. And then I think it was. Claire yeah but you were you and me were the first two because people were tagging me in my freaking like, Macca's oh, photo if we can just like the stitch na- the Macca's photo okay but let me no, let, let me let's, just let's tell that let's <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of filming I was like I'm hungry where is my Freddo frog where is my Freddo and I think he was like oh sorry I ate it and I was like this is not okay I trusted you this is when I should have known that wow. I was gonna be manipulated I'm like I trust Horrible. you with my Freddo frog now what are you gonna give me I think he gave me like a dum-dum or like what do you guys call him here not a dum-dum what are the little lollipops the suckers it's a uh, it's not a dum-dum what are the tiny little like lollipops no no it's like just a little like maybe lollipop the chip chop chop a chop chop a chop yep and I was like this ain't a freddo frog so mind you I was starving and yeah. I was like taxi man take me to Macca's got the Macca's followed all the way by home the paps. by the paps <laughs> Ali I see you <laughs> and the most iconic photo of me with the Macca's to this day that is my favorite photo like that is just quintessential Alyssa you, yeah like give pink me dress, McDonald's Macca's. pink dress <laughs> Macca's like half drunk face and everyone started tagging me and I was like oh shit here we go I was like that's not me like I can't say <laughs> people were like I can't tell if this is you but because you have McDonald's that's it's you, you. <laughs> so I love it iconic um and then yeah we had the briefing the next day and that was again like wild so I remember Claire saying that she didn't even have a passport she was getting married on the Monday 
so oh, she, was, she was like calling yeah. the passport office yeah. being like my passport like yeah. it was so stressful I was like babe you ain't getting that yeah. passport and I think I got a, a, in trouble a lot on the hens night and at the briefing as well because they're like no talk of production yeah and so I kept being like when's your wedding and they're like Alyssa and I was like when's your wedding yeah. and I like, kept trying to like talk through my teeth um because I was just like keen to like get to know everyone and yeah. like see what everything was about so that was crazy uh and then we got like our little like phones and like our little like kmart plaid bag to put everything in and i was like this is happening yeah like this is actually happening i'm on maths what and i thought the paparazzi was staged like i thought right i didn't think it was real right like when they're like taking photos i was like this is fake why like they don't even know who Mm -hmm. like this is set up and then i thought that we were going to come into the briefing and they were going to show us the pat photos and be like this is if you guys don't act properly this is what's going to be on the internet stop and then i was like wait this is real because you were you i remember you freaking out because you were followed yeah and then because not all of us were perhaps like no. a few of us like like missed it no and you were like oh shit am i you gonna be in trouble for this? Me through Mac's. home and all the way home followed me through Mac's. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot but like iconic photo thanks ali kind of right and then you obviously had the wedding which was beautiful wedding was insane i loved the pink dress oh uh, yeah so iconic so i've been married before everyone i think knows this by now so i told my mass producer i said i want i wanted initially i knew i wanted a pink dress and i wanted all of my bridesmaids in white mm-hmm. so kind of like a, an that. opposite yeah. effect and they're like no we can't do white and i was like whatever Classic. and so <laughs> if you guys don't know you pick three dresses yeah. and then mm-hmm. they choose the one that's going to be like the final dress yeah and so I picked the one that I found. Shout out to Wollongong Northern Beaches Boutique. Wait, is it Northern Beach? North Beach Boutique. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wollongong North Beach Boutique. Um, I told them that I was getting a dress for a photo shoot. <laughs> and then halfway through, she's like, you're eloping, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I don't even know who my husband is. That's how <laughs> much I'm eloping. Um, but yeah, love the pink dress. Such a beautiful, like... I never felt nervous, mm. like even going into it, never felt nervous, never felt scared. I just felt like this is the right thing to do. This is what mm-hmm. I'm doing. This is the right thing to do. And um, yeah, wedding was amazing. Um, and I feel like everyone saw the connection with Duncan yeah. and I, like you could feel it. Yeah. You could on it. When he turned around, it was just like instant mm-hmm. sparks. Yeah. And um, it was just really easy and we got along really well. Um, there was a medical incident that happened on set at our wedding. And so the ambulance had to be called <laughs> and we had to all be separated. And so I was literally inside this giant house separated from literally everyone for like three hours. So our wedding actually got cut short. Really? Yeah, because of the medical episode. And so, yeah, we only had maybe like an hour, I want to say, to do like the whole reception. No way. Yeah, so we had no time, none. That's hectic. And it was freezing cold. Because it was in Byron, wasn't it? It was in Byron, yeah. yeah. It was so damn cold and they wouldn't let me have a blanket. And Duncan didn't give me his coat <laughs> because he was cold too. So they were they were literally shoving heat packs down my dress because yeah. I was like turning blue, shivering. And they had a heater on the ground behind Duncan and I, which we were at like the the head of the table. And I was I was leaning over, like talking to my mom or talking to my best friend Brad mm. or something. And all of a sudden, one of the camera guys is like, "Your dress is on fire." <gasps> uh- I cannot believe this <laughs> happened. When you told me, I was like, wait, what? Are can you, you guys please, like, can someone send me that photo, the, the footage, <laughs> the real footage of my dress being on fire? So, like, it was all tool. So, it wasn't actually fire, but it was smoking. Yeah. 
and um it just all like melted and shriveled up which is so sad because so the dress is totally ruined it wasn't like in flames I think Duncan had said in an interview he like turned to me and he's like you're smoking and I was like that never happened <laughs> um it was a cameraman that was like your dress is on fire and so yeah they had to take away the heater and so then I froze even more the rest of the night but um oh. the night was so beautiful uh even like all of us just had like one degree of separation Mm because Duncan and I live so close together in the Northern beaches. So had like the same friend group, Mm -hmm. everyone kind of knew each other in some weird way. It was almost like a big party with like all of our friends. It was such a good time. And also what they didn't show at the wedding was that I told him about Leon on the wedding day, excuse me, on the wedding day. And they didn't, show that Mm. so then all of a sudden I think they started talking about me having a child when it was um family day when my mom came and everyone's like why didn't Alyssa tell her tell him about her child beforehand and I'm like guys I did I literally told him on the wedding um so that was weird what was his reaction when you told him about he was fine yeah he was fine about it he was fine about it (laughs) um look I don't think he (laughs) I think Duncan always knew what was the right thing to say sure so for me meeting him for this first time he was saying all the right things of course um we were getting along really well so it was just like oh my god is this too good to be true like where's the red flags like where Mm. what is happening why is this too good why is he literally saying everything right and even my mom was like what is what is like the what's wrong you know what I mean like what's wrong with him he seems so perfect and um, she also did a face reading for him on the day. Really? And so I need her to shout out to Deb again. Um, I think she's going to do like a math series where she does like all the face reading Love birth numbers, numbers for everyone because it's so iconic about things that she picks up on. But um, yeah, he was like, it's not a problem for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of friends that have kids and it's just like a part of life. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's really strange because mm-hmm. I was always like a bit insecure that, you know, why is a 37-year-old man that's never been married and doesn't have kids, why would he want to date totally a single mom? Yeah. And I remember I had raised that a few times in the experiment. I was like, oh, it just is just, yeah, just is just something to note. Yeah, like, that was my, that note. was literally my mom's red flag for him mm. is that he hadn't been married and that he didn't have children. So it yeah. might be hard for him to understand, you know, what I'm going through. Because I always got... Um, and again, it never was shown, but I always got a party boy vibe from Duncan. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. But I just always saw that. I was like, okay, well, it makes sense. Like if he's, you know, being single, dating, whatever. Like I didn't really get much. Um, I never really had that kind of deep connection with him. So I didn't really know if he had like yeah. long-term relationships or yeah. like, you know, was even close to mm. getting married or having a child or, or whatever it was. And I always was like the rational explanation would be he's a party boy. Yeah. And he'd said, like, he told me a couple of stories of, like, partying with, like, certain celebrities and stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, he's a party boy. That's what he's been doing. He's living the bachelor lifestyle. And that's always the vibe I got from him. And my hesitations about him to Alyssa was that. And I'd always shared. I was like, I just think he's a party boy. And I don't know if he's ready to let go of that. Maybe yeah. he is. Maybe he's coming here yeah. and he's like, yep, I'm putting that behind me. But I always had that energy from him Mm. and I just never could let that go yeah I was I think that's just his vibe like that's just the lifestyle he wants to exactly and I think I say that quite often in my journal when I was reading it back is that we live so such different lives outside of the Mm -hmm, experiment like mm -hmm. how is that ever going to intertwine yeah so that was a a reservation of mine is like is he ready to you Mm -hmm. know settle down and like step into you know a a parenting role or like being a role model for Leon um another question I got a lot was like 
did Duncan ever meet Leon? And absolutely not. Mm. Um, I will protect my child for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. I will not ever introduce Leon to somebody that A, I've met on a TV show. Um, and B, that I'm, I'm not going to introduce him to anybody until I know that it's, it's the serious. real thing. And it's a real deal. And I always defended you with that because yeah. it's like obviously as you progress in a relationship, he would eventually yes. meet your child. Yes. But it, it was just wild to expect yeah. that that would happen so quickly. Yes. And that's why I was so confused when the sentiment came out of being like, oh, well, <clears throat> why wouldn't she have him meet her child and they would hang out together? And I was like, but you don't want your child meeting all these, like meeting men you're dating without You don't want them, to get, you don't want them yeah? to get attached like, and you don't want to ask questions. And that's why I copped mm-hmm. a lot of flack of like, oh, you're a part-time wife every Wednesday and every other weekend, which I is wrong. with the every, like seriously. <laughs> it's, actually my- every, it's actually every Wednesday and Thursday and then every <laughs> other weekend. So if we can just get that straight, that'd be great. But like, um, I don't know if they showed this, but when we had the home stays with his sister, his sister kind of put that to light as well. Yeah. His sister was like, oh, it's just temporary. Yeah. This part Part-time stuff is just temporary Temporary mm-hmm. until Alyssa feels comfortable enough and your progression yeah. in your relationship has moved far enough to where she feels comfortable to meet Leon. Yeah. And sorry, that's valid. Could you and imagine? I, I like his sister. She's very reasonable. She's I feel like great. she's very fair. She was so kind to me. Um, so kind to me. And yeah, I have a lot of love for her. So Renee is just, she's a real one. She's she's definitely um, been through she a older? lot. She's older. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's the youngest. Uh, has two older sisters and she yeah she's and she has an amazing soul a great yeah. heart yeah I always found it so hard seeing what was portrayed on the show because even when it comes to like I would like back up Alyssa a lot or I would share my reservations and obviously it's never shown mm. and I feel like that obviously then adds to the narrative of you being this like you're overthinking, he's perfect, you're crazy, you're spiralling, all of this stuff. And I always found it very fair, your reasons to why you felt the same, yeah. the, the way you felt. Yep. So it was hard to see people comment like all this stuff like, oh, well, Alyssa's sabotaging, which I feel like in an essence you there did was, do, 100%. Yes. I'll, I'll admit that. I, I am a self-sabotager. Self-sabotaging anonymous. <laughs> um, and I do. I do self-sabotage. And, you know, there's a lot of things in my diary that I was reading where it was like, Alyssa, like, stop self-sabotaging. Like, lean in. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Like, just let go. Like, let go and lean in, I think, was yeah. one of my biggest things that my mom kept saying mm-hmm. is, you know, stop thinking about you don't have to have all the answers, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward, but just like lean in and just really put, give it your all. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. And, you know, there was a few things that I felt weren't shown, which showcased my insecurities, mm-hmm. which kind of started mm-hmm. my insecurities. And I feel like that's such a big thing to not show. For example, on the honeymoon, when you get our honesty box, which they never yet they even never showed, showed our honesty yeah. box. They didn't show any of it. And one of the questions was like, oh, what do you, what does your partner need to know about you in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And Duncan had said, I have too high expectations of my partners. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Mm. And I was like, well, what are your expectations? He's like, well, I don't know. I can't really put them like into words. I just know I have too high expectations. And I was like, well, fuck, that makes me feel insecure. Like, how do I know yeah. I'm ever going to be good enough when I already am thinking that, you know, I have a lot that comes on my plate in a relationship with me. And then when it came to confessions week, and his confession was, I have two high expectations of my partners. And that's why I've broken up with them. And I was like, hold on a second. A, that is not a confession to yeah. me because you just told me this. And like, now I feel even more insecure. And they showed that clip at reunion, but then they mm-hmm. never showed it on TV. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they wanted to show it at reunion in front of us. 
So I would feel that a type of way and start breaking down again. So they would get that reaction yep. from me and, and then not else. show it. Yeah. Um, and so that was really hard. That's kind of where, you know, I started stemming my insecurities from was him saying that, you know, I have too high expectations. Mm. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, tell me. I, and like, I wanted, to work, expectations? Through, I wanted yeah. to work through it with him, right? Because I really liked him. Yeah. Really liked him from the get go. We got along so well. We had so much fun together. You know, we were, I think you can be a testament to this as well, because a lot of the times on, in our free time, mm. um, a lot of the couples wouldn't hang out with each yes. other. But like Duncan and I, we would spend all the time we yep. could together and we had so much fun. And so I was like, I want to be enough for him. Yeah. How am I going to be enough? I want to be enough. I yeah. want to raise, I want to do as much as I can. So, you know, he will like me. And that mm-hmm. feels very like pick me. But it, um, yeah, it definitely started my insecurities with him of having that. And then, so we got into a big fight on confessions week because I was like, how is that a confession? Like I just gave you a real confession. And then I actually felt quite bad that I judged him for that because he was like, Alyssa, like this has come from like, you know, the depths of my soul. And this mm. is a really big thing for me to have to, like to share. come to terms with is that it was a, a me problem, not a my girlfriend problem. And I was like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Like that's kind of <laughs> what it was giving me. But then I felt quite bad because I was like, you know, I can't judge him for, you know, him having that confession and me having a different confession. Yeah. So we kind of worked that out. And that was a really good thing about Duncan and I is, we our communication Mm. was really spot on like he listened to me I listened to him um that's not something that I had had in a partner before that would Mm -hmm. kind of sit down and Mm -hmm. workshop things through and so when things started to change with our communication style was at retreat yeah retreat I felt was the spiral of it really turning for Alyssa and I think that's when we spoke and we're like don't watch the show anymore like it was just it just really kind of flipped and I couldn't really make sense of it because obviously having the experience with you up leading up to those weeks and then seeing how it was at retreat it was so confusing but I think we wanted to give some context on retreat because I feel like that episode I reckon you probably copped the most the most hate that's when Um, that's when viewers were like nah yeah she's crazy crazy. and that's when the iconic I need attention I need attention (laughs) give me attention I need attention I would like to say guys (laughs) because clearly she was saying what do you want me to say yeah. I need attention and yeah. then they just cut yeah. I need attention yeah. and make it look like she's saying yeah. I need attention Thanks. like to me that's just so obvious mm. of what that was but uh, oh that just really sends me because yeah. it's just ridiculous but guys I witnessed that argument she was in the I was the only room. witness they were, I think there was a couple of us, there was three of us upstairs, right? It was me, Ollie, you, Duncan, Lindell, Lindell Cam. I was getting, doing my makeup in the room next door. So I heard the whole thing. So my shock Truth seeing on. how it aired was like, whoa, because that's not the conversation I heard and it's not how it went down. I feel like I was almost about to like chime in because I just felt like Duncan was being really intense towards you and... It's just crazy how that wasn't shown, but then the bits that were shown was you being crazy, but I feel like it was very much like... It was tit for tat. Yeah, it was tit for tat, and I think that wasn't really shown in that way, but I think just rewinding, Duncan went into that retreat saying that it was a going to be a nice time for you two, spending time with just you two alone. This was on camera as well, which they never showed. So producers asked us, 
hey guys, what's the vibe? What's going to be the vibe? I hate that. Mm. What's the vibe? What's, what's the, the vibe like? What are, what's going to be the vibe at the couples retreat? And I was like, oh, it'll be boys club and then the girls. Like yeah. it's always every dinner party. Like it's always the boys, boys, yeah. boys. It's like Duncan's very much a boys boy, which I loved about him mm-hmm. that he had like a really close group knit friend. How am I trying to say this? A very close knit group of boys yeah. that he um, like grew up with. And I loved that. Yeah. I loved that he had a great group of guy friends, but he was always for the boys, mm-hmm. like always for the boys. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, it'll be boys club versus girls. And he's like, he does that whole like, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, if I'm going on a couple's retreat with my partner, I would expect that I would be with my partner. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like I was like fully expecting, you know, you to go hang out with the boys and I'd be with yeah. the girls, which I was fine with. Yeah. But then he set that expectation of, no, I want to be with you. Context. This was also when there was still a little bit of like awkward divide amongst the girls. Yeah. So we were kind of like navigating through what that was and yes. I think that's why I added context to you being like it's boys like boys separately girls separately yes it was like still awkward because there was just a bit of tension yeah within the girls yes. so it was a bit like mm, there's a lot that's going to be popping off here and yeah. which it obviously did mm. <laughs> yeah so we got into retreat um that morning uh remember we were sprinting oh, as well to try to find Alyssa and I were literally sprinting <laughs> I in have all of my snacks like, and I love I'm like that. sprinting trying to find because I retreat. I don't know if if the the new maths cast watch this what you do when you go into the house you go outside to the left, left. and that's where the back that little is. house is so there's two houses there's like a separate house and then like a big house so yeah. outside to the left that's where you need to go <laughs> um yeah so we played I think we played like some bocce ball and you know played a few things and then he was gone and I was like oh what the hell like where did Duncan go mm. and Bronte and I even had a walk because she was like where are the boys where are the boys and I was like yeah I know so we even went for a walk and she was like I just feel like they've ditched us and I was like yeah bro me too and um, was it, I'm trying to like remember, was it the first night, did we get there in the afternoon and then have it like a dinner party? We had like that like sitting down yes. situation around the barrels. Yes. That was that okay. first night. Yes, yeah. okay. So this was the second morning then. So the first night we get there, everything was good. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of drama with like, remember Taylor and Bronte? Yeah. Like there was just a whole bunch of things popping off that yeah. night. And then the next morning, like we wake up, Duncan and I are all good. And then, um, yeah, I don't see him for the rest of the day. And so then when they're like, oh, it's girls night. I was like, yeah, girls night. And they made us like run yeah, through all the, the boys. Like, yeah, yeah. And Duncan like grabbed me and like pulled me away. And he's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, well, I need to go get ready for girls night. Yeah. He's like, no, I need to speak to you. And I was like, okay. And I remember even like having lunch that day. I like went and sat down and he like walked in and like didn't even say hello. Mm. And he like went and grabbed lunch and then came and sat down. Yeah, because you made a comment of this because Ollie came, I think I was eating and Ollie came and said something he came and sat with us for a little bit or yeah. he came and said something to me and you were like oh see like why isn't Duncan just like acknowledging me Duncan at all we, we, yeah. he wouldn't even say hello to me he yeah. literally did not even acknowledge me we played a few games in the morning and then he was gone mm-hmm. and then I didn't see him literally for the rest of the day at lunchtime we had like a small like pass by comment and I was like what did it what did I do like mm-hmm. have I done something wrong yeah, like yeah, yeah, why yeah. is he not paying any attention to me <laughs> but like really I was like he can't even come like give me a kiss and say hey babe like yeah. how's it going yeah. what are you guys up to like just the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what the hell? And then he like went off to play tennis the rest of the day. And so then when we had like the girls day um, or the when they said, oh, it's girls night, boys night. I like w- kind of walked past him because uh, producers were like filming us, like yeah, cheering, and, like, running through the boys. And then he was like, no, we need to speak. We need to speak. And that's where the whole conversation happened when I was getting ready. And before this, like I think that weekend before, 
um, we had kind of spoken about his past relationships and he said one of his ex-girlfriends would get upset that on the weekends Mm -hmm. um, he would make plans with the boys and then she would get upset because she wasn't invited and he didn't make plans with her. And I was like, well, I get that. Like I would get upset too. Like in a normal world, you work a nine to five job. And so on the weekend is kind of the time that you spend with your partner. Totally. And so if you, you know, are having a conversation with your boyfriend, you're like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And he's like, oh, I'm with the boys. It's like, well, what about me? Yeah. And so I already had that a bit of insecurity. And so when I was talking to him about it, I was like, why don't you just at least like come check in on me and just like Mm. say, hey, what are you doing? Like, do you want to go do something? He's like, well, why can't you just check in on me? And it was very tit for tat. And so what you don't see is me just spitting these things and him rebuttaling, Mm -hmm. but they don't have him rebuttaling. They just have him like this. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, that's not how it happened. Mm -mm. So then it makes me, made me look like a liar when I go to girls night and I'm telling them this conversation and everyone's like, that's not how the conversation went. Yes, it was. I was there. This was an hour conversation that you saw 30 seconds of. And that was the other thing. He's like, what do you want? What, like, what do you want, Alyssa? And I was like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, you want me to tell you that I need attention? I need attention. And that's where that came from. And then when he's like, do you need a hug? And I'm like, no obviously not like obviously not I'm the kind of person where if I had just had an argument do not touch me unless you don't like don't ask I'm the same like if he would have just came up and like put his arms around me and like hugged it out I would have like melted into that but when you ask me can I give you a hug like no yeah (laughs) like absolutely not like let me be angry for a second i have a camera in my face i'm trying to get ready like and you had the shittest room you got the the shittest shittest room room. he yeah i was so angry about that that. i i I, look i dropped the ball on that one duncan i'm very sorry for picking the shittest room i was trying to get the best one for us and then i ended up getting the shittest Shittest one one. but um yeah i was just i was so over it at that point i was so exhausted i hadn't had my phone in like two days Mm -hmm. and normally when we have um normal filming days we get a lot of breaks throughout the day so i had to literally ask production can i have my phone they're like why do you need it and i'm like to check in to see if my child's okay (laughs) like what do you mean i have a child (laughs) and so i kept having to ask them and so i was so over it at that point And then like our conversation style was broken. Yeah. And I was like, normally I'm able to go to Duncan and be like, hey, I'm feeling this type of Mm -hmm. way. And he would sit down and he would hear me and Mm -hmm. he would listen to me and he would work it out. But for whatever reason, it was just tit for tat. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like I was telling things that he wasn't happy with. Um, There was a conversation where he was, I was like, you know, why didn't you come check in on me? And he's like, why didn't you check in on me? And I'm like, well, I didn't know where you were. And he's like, it's not oh, that big yeah. of a place, Alyssa. What do you mean you didn't know where I was? And I was like, well, I'm not going to go up to you playing tennis with the boys. Like, that's really, like, that's mm. a, it's very intimidating. He's like, so you did know where I was. That's You were simply saying you going up to a group setting with the boys. Yeah. You weren't being like, that's where you were. Like, I'm not going to go up to all the manly yeah. men, you know, playing tennis. Interrupting like having this them as well. huge tournament. Literally, like, they would hey, bite you into like, it. Give me attention. (laughs) Give me attention. And so he felt very, and he even had said. I think he felt very attacked. Like he he felt felt very very attacked. And that was not my intent at Mm -hmm. all. I was just saying, you know, if we're out at a bar, and I think he used an example as well. Like if we're out at a bar, we check in on each other. Mm. It's not anyone's job. And like, this is such a minute thing to even talk about. Like, why are we even talking about like checking in on each other? Like that's a bare minimum. If you walk past somebody and it's your girlfriend, you say hello and you give them Mm -hmm, a kiss. mm -hmm. 
whether we're in a group setting or not, this is the first time I had seen, seen him in a big group setting. And I just think that it was very obvious that it was very a boy's boy. And I think they highlighted yeah. that as well yeah. when they showed Retreat, when they were like showing the boys painting nails mm-hmm. and doing tennis and like all of the girls just kind of by themselves, which is fine. But like just set that expectation. Yeah. Mm. Set the expectation. Because the expectation was set that we were going to be spending time with each other. That's what it came down to. And then with Duncan, he's very logical. So he drills into the fact of, okay, so let's look at this in a, in a time frame. Mm-hmm. I spent an hour and a half with you in the morning playing bocce ball and then half an hour playing with the whistle ball thing. And then was that not enough time for you? And I'm just like, you're missing the point. Mm. Please, you're missing the point. I'm just saying that I am feeling like I haven't seen you all day and I'm feeling shut out. I'm feeling like not a priority, probably the same feeling that your ex-girlfriend had. Mm. And that's insecure for me as well. At this point, we hadn't really spoken about time outside the experiment as well. Mm-hmm. And this was like pretty far in mm-hmm. to the, so this is halfway through. Yeah. And so I was like, is this how it's going to be when like I'm, you know, with Leon on the weekends or, you know, every few days, like I'm just not going to hear from him. Yeah. And that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. So every weekend I would go home and I wouldn't hear anything from, from Duncan, nothing yep. until I got back on the Monday. Yeah. And it wasn't until I spoke to him and was like, hey, you know, I feel kind of like left out and a bit shut out on the weekend Mm -hmm. when I'm with Leon and like, I don't hear anything from you. Like I'll send him a text message and it'll take him like six hours to respond. And I was like, is that how it's going to be? Like, I feel like communication between somebody is really needs to be really strong when you're away from each other Mm -hmm. because that's how you keep the connection. Totally. Um, I will say he did um, start to reach out to me more. Um, on the weekends once I brought it up so that was good but there were still just like little things where I'm like I just in my gut just didn't feel right I will say there was one moment and I think it was over the weekend when I'd messaged you Mm. and I was like so context guys we're not allowed to hang out with each other off camera you're only allowed to hang out with your partner off camera so it can be really hard um building those friendships or building anything because you're just not allowed to and and part of me respects it in terms of the process of production and having those relationships on camera we got in so much trouble oh dude like a cheating scandal happened off camera camera. everything happened either but dial yeah so it was yeah it was really um it was really hard, but there was one weekend and I had been invited to Duncan Alyssa's room. Obviously, Alyssa was with her child and there were a few people in there, Evelyn and Rupert. And I was like, hey, I can't remember what I even said to you, but I obviously reached out to you. I was like, hey, like there's some people in your room. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if you know. Yes. And This is at like 12 o'clock in the morning as well. Yeah, it was, it like was pretty late. Yeah, I think it was, I don't know what it was. Because we had a early. curfew. So I think it was after people had come out. It was definitely after curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we pull up the message? Yeah, pull up the message. But basically, yeah, I, I was like to listen. I, I kind of thought she did know, but I was just trying to like, be like, hey, like just so you know, like this is happening. And to her knowledge? Um, I did not know that there was anybody. People in your room is what I'm going to search. But yeah, basically um, what I did, I'm going to read these these messages as well from Duncan. Because I feel like this is really telling as far as like what I was going through. Look, I don't, I want to preface this by saying I don't think mine and Duncan's relationship was toxic. Mm. But I have been love bombed before. Mm-hmm by previous partners and this is exactly how I feel like this is love bombing we can leave it up to the people in the comments if you guys let me know if this is love bombing or not so I messaged him um oh this is cute just before this he's like having a drink at opera bar with Rupert me and Rupert's having a drink together 
But dial night. Uh huh. Ollie just turned up. No Leighton though. I really like Ollie. Good guy. Good morals. <laughs> he talks lovingly about Tawny. Aww. Smiley face. Duncan never uses emojis as well, which I think is <laughs> like know. a red flag. I said all that sweet. Love her so much. 12.30 in the morning. Are you awake? No response. 12.31. What's going on, Duncan? That's my brain, right? Mm, you're so when, thinking. When mm. I hear he's had a big night with the boys yep. and now I've heard that there's people in my room, what's going on is not responding. This is my trauma response, yeah. right? I have been cheated on in the past. Mm-hmm. I have been lied to in the past. And that's just something that I will jump to conclusions, which again, self-sabotage, jump to conclusions. Don't do it. Like I do it. Just don't do it. So he responds an hour and a half later, 1.52 a.m. I'm awake, about to go to sleep now. I miss you. I know this sounds strange, but I miss how you smell. You are my woman. (sighs) I said, I have nothing to say to you right now. I feel sick to my stomach. He goes, why? I've done nothing but care for you and love you. That's how I feel about you. Heart eye emoji. To me, that's love bombing. To Mm. me, I had asked, what are you doing? Are you awake? What's going on? I wanted him to be like, oh, you know, I just had people in the room or yeah. like if there's people over in your room in my apartment, just whip out your phone. Like he was tell he was yeah, throughout the night. He was like, oh, Ollie's here now. Oh, Layton's yeah, here now. Why he and then all of a sudden you. you go home to our apartment where all mm. of my stuff is. Mm. There's people over. Why wouldn't you just whip out your phone and be like, hey, by the way, back in the room, so-and-so is here. Yeah. It would just or send like a selfie with the, I don't, I don't know. I just anything, feel like that would be something I would be talking any, to my partner any about. Any sort of communication. Know. If I lived in an apartment with, some, with somebody and he was out and I had people over, I would flip him a text just out of respect and say, mm-hmm. hey, just so you know, these people are here. Yeah. That's it. It's not for me to like know his whereabouts yeah. or know what's happening, but it's just a weird experiment. It's just a weird thing with what we're living in. And like, I don't know, like all my stuff was there. I just felt a bit weird about it. Yeah. No, I didn't like people coming in my room, especially because you'd have producers and people, random people yeah. coming in your room. I didn't like it. I didn't either. Yeah. And so when the love bombing thing happened, I was like, who's at our apartment tonight? He said, Roops and Evelyn. And already I was like, I didn't respond. And I was like, that just makes me feel a bit sick because Evelyn's super hot. Okay. Mm -hmm. She is so attractive. She, for me, is cookie cutter Duncan's type. Totally. So when she came in, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) this bitch about to steal my man. (laughs) Which, <laughs> so yeah, I already felt a type of way about her. And this was the first week that they were there. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know who they were, what yeah. they were doing, what the vibe was. I just felt a little bit betrayed that he didn't tell me people were over at our house. Yeah. So yeah, I felt really upset about it. And I remember coming back to the apartment. Um, I think that was on a, a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, had it been a Saturday night. And then... Um, yeah, I didn't come back until the Monday because I messaged producers and I was like, I was ready to quit. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to come back. I don't, I was meant to come back on the Sunday and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to spend another mm-hmm. night at home. Um, for me, it was like, I am leaning so much into this and I just feel like that he's just a party boy. Yeah. And he just wants to go out and about, which is fine, which is fine. There's nothing that's wrong not with being a party boy. Style. Yeah. But that's just not really... I'm all here for a good night out. Totally. We know that. Mom's yep. gone wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, it wasn't for me. Like yeah. the communication wasn't there. I just felt like I was being lied to. I just, again, in my gut, I just felt like something was off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't come home until the next day. And then we had a chat and, you know, again, our communication was, was good. He kind of told me and he was like, yeah, okay, I respect that you know, I should have told you. But then he kind of got a bit upset. Mm-hmm. He was like, so what do you want me to do? Like, do you just, like, don't you trust me? 
It's just so funny because I remember that commitment ceremony. Alyssa got dragged for getting upset that Evelyn and Rupert were in her room. Which and was it's never just so, shown. It's never shown, but it's because I was I was dragged into that because obviously I was the one that told Alyssa. But it just was so funny because like the insecurity that you felt, obviously something your gut was telling you, I need to feel a type of way about this. Mm. And now it's like seeing the events of them now being together. It's yeah. like it's something obvious. was telling you that yeah. it was it made you uncomfortable yeah. and rightly so. And I feel, which we'll talk about couple swap because that's when things kind of felt a bit icky to mm. me. Yeah, it was just interesting seeing that you were then criticised to jump into conclusions and not trusting your partner and all of this. But also it's like uh, it's so hard because like I was like I would feel the same way. Like if Ollie – and I think partly because you're breaking the rules and we're not meant to yes. and you need to know whether you need a cover for him or whatever yeah. it is. You, that was the other breaking thing. the rules. He got upset at me yes. because they production didn't know that they were over there. Mm. So when I got back – um, the house AP knew that I was really upset. House AP, if you guys don't know, we have um, assistant like, producers. Yeah, like in-house, yeah. That, like our babysitters, basically. Yeah. They are beautiful. I love, love them, them so much. Beck and Hamish, shout out. Yes, shout out, <laughs> Beck and Hamish. I miss you. So when I got back, Beck saw that I was really upset. She's like, hey, are you okay? And I just broke down crying. Mm. She's like, come in my room, come in my room. And so I told her everything. And she's like, Evelyn and Rupert were in Duncan's room. <laughs> Straight away, like, she's like, who's breaking the rules? I was like, rules? oh shit. <laughs> so she made me do a video diary. So if you don't, we call them voxies. Yeah. Um, basically like an interview with the camera. And if there's no cameras around, you yeah. kind of have to document it yourself. So with she's like, let's, let's use camera. this because this is going to be like a big part of the storyline, yeah. which is what we were thinking. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, you know, I feel a bit upset that, you know, my partner had like a big night out and I didn't hear from him until 1.30 in the morning and then two o'clock in the morning and then I get love bombed and I'm like, I've been through that mm. before and I don't want to go through that again. So, and then I get criticized on the couch um, for saying that I don't trust my partner and it, does he expect, you know, every second of me not being there with him for me to say like, who's at his house? Like, no, that's not, it's a completely it's a different, different circumstance. scenario. It's a yeah. different circumstance. We live together. We have mm-hmm. our apartment. These people were brand new to the experiment. All you had to do is whip out your phone and be like, like he was doing the whole rest of the night. Yeah, yep. Hey, by the way, Rupert and Evelyn are here. I'd yeah, be like, he was Sweet. doing it. That, that's why it didn't make sense because he was doing that leading up to this point. Yes. And then the second they that came over, night. that hour, hour and a half break, like, I don't like I don't like that. Me I don't either. like that. Me either. I felt some type of way and now we know why. <laughs> yeah. So let's Should get into couple swap wife swap so that was part one of my chat with Alyssa. we covered quite a few topics but our next part will really go into more detail of the couple swap where her head was at during those last few weeks on the show final vows and her view on evelyn and duncan's relationship don't forget to follow at chuff pod on instagram and tiktok and stay tuned for next week's episode